Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you just for the opportunity to come and worship you as a church family. And God, I just pray that your anointing would fall upon DJ, God, that your, um, that your spirit would just speak to him as he speaks to us, God, and that your truth that you send forth would not return void. God, that we would be obedient. God, that we would humble ourselves before you and we would allow you to work in our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Everybody give it up for our fantastic stage crew. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys. They're like, I am never letting the pastor ask me to do something again. If you have your Bibles, take and turn to Psalm chapter 20. I want to say a brief word of thanks to man of God who filled this pulpit the last few weeks, and I'm so grateful uh, not only for his ministry to our church, but his ministry to my heart last week as I was able to sit and enjoy the presence of the Lord with the people of God with no responsibilities or strings attached. And so it was good. Thank you, Nate, for your devotion to the Word of God. Um, be mindful, folks, that the anointing of a man is important. Yes, anyone could rise to the occasion and step up and in a moment deliver a word out of the word, but it is the anointed man of God who God calls and purposes for the right division of the word of God, for its declaration in our hearts, and for its decision that it brings us to. That is an important thing, and you are blessed. You are blessed greatly that you have a man of God who is submissive to the will of God and to the Word of God. Thank you, Nate, for the last few weeks. I appreciate it. I do want to start by saying this. We have to begin with the end in mind. That's the title of the message today. Begin with the end in mind. Many of us as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, as church members, many of us never begin with the end in mind. It even comes down to our salvation experience. The real reason that we come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the motivation for us behind that has the end in mind. 
The end in mind for us is obviously an eternity spent with the King of Kings, the one who died for our sin, the one who made it possible for us to live, and not only live, but reign with Him for eternity. We begin with the end in mind. We begin with an idea of where we're headed. And when we come to Psalm chapter 20 and Psalm chapter 21, what we find is that David understood this special art form of beginning with the end in mind. You see, for David, there was many ends in his life. Specifically, when we talk about Psalm chapter 20, David would have been considering the end of battle. David was a valiant king who didn't merely sit on his throne and let his troops go to battle, but David was the one who had spent many years fighting with his mighty men alongside, and he would not be a king that would sit on the throne and order troops, but rather he would lead them into the battle himself. But in order to do so, David had to be a master strategist. David had to plan and begin with the end in mind. And today for us, we're going to read this text and we're going to observe some things. And and as I spoke to you earlier this year, sitting in a chair, we're going to have a little church chat this morning around beginning with the end in mind. If you have your Bibles open to Psalm chapter 20, stand with me in honor of the reading of God's Word. May the Lord answer you in a day of trouble. May the name of Jacob's God protect you. May He send you help from the sanctuary and sustain you from Zion. May He remember all your offerings and accept your burnt offering. May He give you what your heart desires and fulfill your whole purpose. Let us shout for joy at your victory and lift the banner in the name of our God. May the Lord fulfill all your requests. Now I know that the Lord gives victory to His anointed. And He will answer Him from His holy heaven with mighty victories from His right hand. Some take pride in chariots and others in horses. But we take pride in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand firm. Lord, give victory to the King. And may He answer us on the day that we call. Let's pray together. Father, this morning... May you show us how you always begin with the end in mind. May you show us that victory is truly ours. If we will be a praying people, if we will follow a confident leader, and if we will sit under and worship and honor and give glory to a sovereign Lord. God, let your word speak to us this morning. 
And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I think I'm going to have a seat myself. I really enjoy this because it just makes me feel like we're just at a coffee shop talking. It's so nice and enjoyable. You know, when we begin with the end in mind, we begin to plan and process through a lot. If we begin with the end in mind, what happens is, is we begin to not just go through our day to day, and we don't just begin to make ends meet and make sure that bases are covered, but when we begin with the end in mind, what we begin to do is we begin to realize the victory that lays at the end. Lindsay and Dre and I were on vacation a couple weeks ago, and as some of you know, when you take a road trip on vacation, there's the age-old question, are we there yet? Praise the Lord for GPS. Praise the Lord for moments where we do know where we're going. I think Satan causes moments where we don't. But what I do know is this, is that if you don't begin with the end in mind, you'll never get where you want to go. If we were headed to Tennessee and we just all of a sudden decided to head west on I-40, we wouldn't get where we were going. You see, when we come down to I-40 off of 48, there's a moment where we have begun with the end in mind. And it tells us and teaches us and shows us that, listen, though you could just simply take whatever way you wanted, if you want to go somewhere, you have to start in the right direction. And church, a lot of times, what we often do in church, what we often do in our own Christian life, is we never begin with the end in mind. All we want to do is we want to claim victory, but we want to just do what's next. We want to come to that decision when it's next. We don't want to think about a long time from now. I I don't know if you've ever, if you're a believer in Jesus, I don't know if you've ever actually sat down and thought and considered like I have what it means to think about eternity. This isn't some metaphysical exercise where we're going to consider eternity until our brain hurts. But rather, this is one of those where if we don't begin with the end in mind, then we're not going to be doing what we need to be doing. David understood that. And that's why David presents to us these three beautiful things about beginning with the end in mind. If you're taking notes, you can follow along. I'm going to try to be quick today because apparently for the last three weeks you've been out before noon. Oh, don't worry, I've been told. (laughs) The first thing that we see, David understands that victory 
which is the end goal. The victory does not come without a praying people. Look at Psalm chapter 20 with me in the beginning part. There's some interesting lyrical things that happen in this Psalm of David. There's some interesting points of reference that we need to make sure we're paying attention to that aren't necessarily in the text itself. First of all, we have to understand that this is a Psalm of David. David wrote this. Second, we have to understand the lyrical breakup. The musical breakup. Verses 1 through 3, May the Lord answer you in a day of trouble, and may the name of Jacob's God protect you. May He send you help from the sanctuary and sustain you from Zion. May He remember all your offerings and accept your burnt offering. And then, do you guys remember that word that's right there? You got that word? Selah? Remember, this is the epic guitar solo, all right? But more appropriately, this is the moment at which there has been something said or sung in this song, and we need to make sure that we take a moment to reminisce on it and consider it and focus on what is being said. So let's do that. Verse 3. This is an interesting thing that David says. May he remember all of your offerings and accept your burnt offerings. We know that when David speaks to this, he speaks to the very personal relationship between every individual or every family of Israel and God Himself as they would come and present offerings to God, as they would come and they would present their sin offering, they would present their praise offering, they would present their offering of their first fruits, they would come and present all these things in offering to God. You say, DJ, how does that application to us? Well, it's the same manner in which you and I pray. And David is reminding the people that there is a process here. That when we start, when we begin with the end in mind, there is a form, there is a already set in place happening of a praying people. Church, how much are we praying? with the end in mind. How much are we praying with eternity in mind? How much are we praying with the salvation of men in mind? How much are we praying with the glory of God in mind? How much are we praying with the name of Jesus being lifted up in our minds? Are we missing out on beginning with the end in mind because we are not praying with the end in mind? It takes a praying people. It takes participation of the people. Not only a praying people, but a participating people. David is speaking in the psalm of something that is being done. And not just, hey, that it's being done when everything's good. I remind you of verse 1. May the Lord answer you in a day of trouble. Are we turning to the Lord? Are we doing 
the things that He calls us to. Even when life is hard, even when life is busy, even when life is circumstantial for us, are we keeping God at the center priority saying, hey, I'm going to be a part of what God is doing? If we're not, then we aren't beginning with the end in mind. Not only a praying people, but a confident leader. Battles are won the day before. Marshall Falk said that. He was a World War I commander of the Allied forces. And one thing that he understood was not only did it take preparation on the part of the people, but it took preparation on part of the leader. And for him to be able to walk into battle with the end in mind. David speaks to this after the musical pause. He says, may he give you what your heart desires and fulfill your whole purpose. And let us shout for joy at your victory and lift the banner in the name of our God. May the Lord fulfill all your requests. And then David takes a turn. Not only a praying and participating people. Not only a purposed people. But then in verse 6. David says it requires a confident leader. Now I know that the Lord gives victory to his anointed. David speaking of himself in this moment. You know how I know that? He's literally the only anointed one around. Now I know that the Lord gives victory to his anointed and he will answer him from his holy heaven with mighty victories from his right hand. Dr. Lee Robison says, Everything rises and falls with leadership. And when we begin with the end in mind, it is no different. I'm sitting in a couple of chairs that I'm sure you've probably noticed by now. These chairs tell a great story to us today of why it is important to begin with the end in mind. And why it is important to pray for, to lift up, to ask the Lord for victory for the leader. These chairs I went down and picked up from Calvary Baptist Church last night. Calvary Baptist Church is a small church down by the high school. Many of you know its origins. Many of you know its history. But here's what I do know. I do know that when we do not begin with the end in mind, no matter how well-intentioned, don't get me wrong, the congregation, the people of Calvary Baptist Church loved the Lord and desired to see Him glorified. But when we do not begin with the end in mind, what happens is, is we close our doors, we cease to meet, and we fall short of the end. 
I know a few of the men that sat in this particular chair in that congregation. And one thing that I do know is that there was no one that sat in that chair when it came to its close. Church, I'm telling you this this morning. I'm sharing this with you this morning because I firmly believe that if we do not begin with the end in mind, no matter the ministry that we do, no matter the outreach that we are part of, no matter the mission work that we are involved in, and guys, there's plans and there is things happening behind the scenes to make all of that work even as we speak. But if we do not begin with the end in mind, then we will be nothing but empty chairs and closed doors and for sale signs out on the lawn. We must understand that victory is assured. But we have to begin with that victory in mind. I brought all of that to this point. What is the victory? I've brought all of it to that question for you this morning. What is the end then? What is the victory? The third thing David shows us in this psalm is that all of this is good. A praying people is good. A confident leader put in place, anointed by God, is good. But unless it is all sitting under a sovereign, glorified God, it's all for nothing. We can have a praying people. We can have a confident leader. But if we are not seeking an end that glorifies God, then we are missing the mark. Look at what David says in verse 7. Some take pride in chariots and others in horses. But we take pride in the name of the Lord our God. I could rephrase this for some of you church people. Some take pride in programs and others in worship style, but we take pride in the name of the Lord our God. Some take pride in budgets and banners and others in weekly schedules, but we take pride in the name of the Lord our God. Some take pride in money sent to missions, in money sent to ministries, but we take pride in the name of the Lord our God. Church, there's nothing wrong with any of those things that I said, but if they are the end, then we have missed the mark. 
we can't try to take pride in all of our grand schemes and great ideas if it falls short of the glory of God. You see, we as the church have great and distinct purpose. And that is to glorify and honor the Lord God. We do that by beginning with the end in mind. We do that by forming things that have the end of Jesus Christ exalted and God glorified in mind. We begin programs. We begin mission opportunities. We begin ministries with the goal of God being glorified. And when we don't, verse 8, they collapse and fall. But we rise and stand firm. What a profound statement by David. Those who take pride in chariots and others in horses, they collapse and fall. But we who take pride in the name of the Lord our God, we will stand. And we will stand firm. Stephen Covey, author of Seven Habits of Highly Affected People, writes this in that book. To begin with the end in mind means to start with a clear understanding of your destination. It means to know where you're going so that you better understand where you are now and so that the steps you take are always in the right direction. Church, If we don't begin with the end in mind, we can take a bunch of really good steps. But they won't be in the right direction. David had victory in mind. And next week, we're going to talk about that victory. Next week, we are going to talk about how David would claim victory. Next week, we're going to talk about what it means to celebrate victory, but church, if we miss out on beginning with the end in mind, victory is simply a thought. But I do want to share this with you real quick. One of my favorite parts of this entire psalm happens in the last verse. Church, we have to start with the end in mind. The glory of God has to be the end goal of all that we do. And as we prepare for a new school year, as we prepare to have new visitors in, as we prepare to have everybody in the house at the same time, as we prepare for the different things that are happening with FBC kids starting on the 15th and youth starting on the 22nd, when we begin to prepare for all the things that are going to be happening with Sunday school classes and new Sunday school classes and new rotations and new teachers, when we begin with all of that, we must remember that the end is where we are headed. The glory of God is what we are after. 
And that will lead and guide our steps. Every committee member, let the glory of God be your end. Every team member, let the glory of God be your end. Every staff member, let the glory of God be your end. Every church member, let the glory of God be your end. We glorify God by telling others about Him. Tell all who will hear of the glory of God, Psalm 19. Tell all who will hear of the glory of God. Sinner, unbeliever, you have to begin with the end in mind too. And the end is this. Psalm chapter 20 verse 9. Lord, give victory to the king. And may he answer us on the day that we call. You see, the really cool part. This is just one of those things that I get all excited about when it comes to Scripture. The really cool part about verse 9 is that David is the king and he's writing it. Now either David is so desperate for victory that he would ask God, Lord, give victory to the king. Or David has... A great moment of prophecy. Lord, give victory to the king, and may he answer us on the day that we call. You see, Romans chapter 10, verse 13 tells us this. For all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can begin today with the end in mind. By claiming victory in the King. Church, that is our end goal. The glory of God, Jesus Christ lifted high. What are we going to do to start, begin with the end in mind? Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for this day. God, we pray that you would remind us of the end. Remind us of the victory. Remind us of Revelation 20. Remind us that we have victory in you. And God, may that influence how we begin now. God, from this day, from this moment, I pray that every believer in this room would begin with the end in mind. That they would begin knowing that they have the victory. That they would begin knowing that victory is available for all who will hear of the glory of God. God, I pray for our church. God, that we would not take one step without considering the end. Pray for every 
church member and committee member and team member and staff member that we would not move without considering the glory of God in the end of all. God, may we be a praying people for victory. God, you have placed anointed men here to lead. God, we want to fall under your sovereignty. We want to fall under your glory. God, give victory to the king today. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Here's what I'm going to ask. Earlier this summer, we were given a challenge. That if we would ask for the souls of lost men, that God would display the wonders of His faithful love. Would you join me in praying this morning that God would save one this week? Would you join me in praying that someone would begin this week with the end in mind? Begin their walk with the Lord knowing and resting in the victory they have. As they continue to play and sing, I want you to just take a moment and pray where you are. If you need to come talk to this preacher, then you come. If you need to be saved, if you need to start, begin that walk with the Lord this morning, then you come. If part of beginning with the end in mind is you following the Lord and believers' baptism, you come. If part of that process, taking the next step, is joining this fellowship, this body of believers here, then you come. Take a moment. Respond to the Lord how He calls you to.